0: declare you are calm and peaceful. You will not let people or circumstances upset you. You will rise above every difficulty knowing that God has given you the power to remain calm. I declare that you choose to live your life happy, you bloom where you're planted, and you let God fight your battles. Welcome to No Compromise Radio Ministry. <laughs> oh, the Inspirational Cube returns. That's uh, maybe that's my new intro. Probably gets sued. Mike Abenroth, No Compromise Radio Ministry, A.K.A. Duplex Gratia Radio, D.G.R. Pat's got the cool P Pactum Shield thing. It's got you know he's got it going on. Pat and Mike Grimes. And maybe we need a new DRG, some shield thing. It can't be shield. It has to be something else. Maybe I'm the sword, patch the shield. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thank you for your prayers. I hope that everything's going to work out. I don't know why I said that. I started to say, I hope my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. But anyway, thank you for praying. I feel better than I did last week, and for that, I'm very, very thankful. Someone just sent me a little blurb, someone in their church. uh, was reading Gospel Assurance and was blessed by it, so I appreciate that input. Uh, I have some other books in mind that I'm going to try to figure out how to write, uh, but I want to first get all this leukemia stuff sorted out. As I said, I think last show... I've been told that if I have a headache from the medicine, which I do, it's the terminal hangover feel. Uh, I said to my wife last night, I drank salsa water and water last night. And <laughs> it gave me a hangover. I didn't have any alcohol. I just had salsa water. Come on. <laughs> That'll drive you to drink. If you're going to have a hangover, you might as well have some fun when it comes to that. <laughs> just kidding, JK. Uh what was I talking about? I have no idea. Oh, coffee! Yes, so I have my coffee here today, and uh, it's not Steve Meister approved coffee. From what's that place called in Sacramento that's good? Temple Temple Coffee. Why would I buy like Tabernacle Coffee? Is this some who knows what it is? Speaking of tabernacles and temples, I haven't said much about Israel in terms of my take on the wars uh, that are going on overseas. Uh, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, Israel, and Hamas. I love Israel. Uh, of course, she birthed the Messiah as it was. And when I'm over there, I think I'd like to be there. I like the Jewish people. I mean, some like the Hasidic Jews and the very right-wing Orthodox Jews. They're not going to allow for proselytization or Christianity or this, that, and the other. And so I have a variety of different thoughts about that. But my overall thought is I just watch people on social media and even radio, uh, podcasting, uh, just say a bunch of stuff that I don't really know if I want them to say about Israel, Um, future for Israel and no future for Israel and this, that, and the other. So I've just tried to remain mum. So now see, I just broke my I just broke my uh, my own rules. It was kind of like, you know, somebody the other day posted something about health and why R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur, one was more healthy than the other. And then I guess he felt bad about it, so he said, I'm taking down my post, but i including in the takedown of my post, screenshots of my post. <laughs> I just thought... That's why young people, young men, shouldn't be allowed on that. I probably probably shouldn't be allowed on Twitter, but I think probably once a week, I tweet something late at night and I get up in the morning and go, I don't really need to do that. The no-co side of me wanted me to do it, and then I thought, well, if people from church are listening or watching, they're probably thinking, what's wrong with that guy? And I'd rather have them think that about something I did in ministry versus some no-co thing. So... It is what it is. Today, on No Compromise Radio, I want to talk about the humanity of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus. Now, the first few centuries after Jesus' resurrection and ascension, the, the debate was, you know what, how could he be really human? Um, I don't think we have that debate very much now. I think the debate is how can he really be divine? But throughout the centuries, at different times, some have said, you know, he's not truly God. And other times, they've said he's not truly man. And of course, he is perfectly man, perfectly God, perfectly, I mean, truly human, truly God. And we use words like that, truly God, truly human, instead of fully God, fully human, 100% God, 100% human. Because those last to fully and 100% are more quantitative words, like 85%, 100%. And the other words, like truly, perfectly, they are qualitative words. And that's why you'll see in the confessions, they're trying to talk about who he is, his essence, his nature, after the incarnation, two natures, after the incarnation, obviously, Jesus has two wills because he has two natures and therefore perfectly and truly are better. But these days, I I want to make sure you are reminded, dear Christian, that Jesus is truly human. To be a great high priest, Hebrews 2 and 3 and 8 and 4, you have to be human. And Jesus did not become angel flesh. There's no flesh of angels, but the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold His glory. Jesus is truly human. I'm not saying He's not truly God, but He's truly human. He has to be born under the law so He might redeem those under the law. And I have talked about this in last week's show or in two weeks ago, the true humanity of Jesus. And there's a passage in Luke 2 that I've been working through that helps me think through the humanity of Jesus. Verse 40, it says, "In the child grew of Luke 2, Luke 2.40. Talking about Jesus. Child grew, so we're going from his infancy, now up to 12 years old, all in one verse. Became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. That's verse 40 from infancy to age 12 it's similar language to John the Baptist language he became strong in spirit and the child grew and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel Luke 1:80 it also has echoes of 1 Samuel 2 indeed the lord visited hannah and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters and the boy samuel grew in the presence of the lord and I just want you to know that humans grow. Now the only human that didn't grow in stature that I can think of would be Adam. I mean, on day 1 he probably looked like he was 30 or 25 or something like that, but Adam aside, humans grow. And I don't know if you've ever thought about Jesus growing. You think about little children Pretty soon, uh, you know, after they're born, they can roll over. And you have to call your friends. You have to FaceTime your your grandpa, Grandpa Mike Avendroth. Then they roll over on the other side. And then they, when you sit them up, they can stay up. And then they start to crawl. And then they, you know, they're reaching. And then pretty soon they start to walk. And they laugh and they cry. And instead of just like grabbing things with all just kind of a hand motion, uh, they start to be able to begin, to begin to use their index finger and their thumb and they can they can grab things and their dexterity increases and they're smiling and cooing. And as Riken said, you can almost imagine Jesus' parents, his stepfather Joseph and Mary, his mother, kept his growth chart on the wall of their family home in Nazareth. Jesus grew. To be truly human, you have to be truly human. You can't be less than human, and you can't be more than human. We're talking about the human nature of Jesus. Two natures, one person. And we're not, we're not mixing the natures and conflating the natures and confusing the natures. We're talking about the human nature of Jesus. And this baby, pretty soon, could eat. This baby Jesus, not just breast milk, but eat, you know, smashed up carrots or squash or whatever they eat there in the Middle East when they're children. I don't know why we start off with smashed up carrots all the time. That's no fun. But he would start with milk and then he would go to parade solids and then he could have solids and then he could have a couple teeth come in and he would be teething and then he could start eating some solid foods and some meat and stuff like that. He becomes strong, the text says in Luke chapter 2, and you can imagine as a human, Jesus is getting older and stronger, and Jesus goes through puberty. He has hair on his lip that's getting darker. He has uh, facial hair. He uh, has an Adam's apple. He has uh, going through that clumsy stage that boys go through as they develop. Whatever it means to be truly human, Jesus was truly human. He's not less than human, and he's not more than human in his humanity. That's the way to think about it. Jesus is not more than human, human in his humanity. Is he the God-man? Of course. Is he truly God? Of course. I'm talking about his humanity, and that's what Luke is doing here in Luke chapter 2. He's a real human in real history, because to be a representative and to be your substitute, he has to be a real human. You can't have God die on the cross. God doesn't die, uh, so we have to have human God-man, right? The God-man, Jesus. And he, Jesus, grows in his body. And pretty soon he's going to be walking all around Israel. And he's going to be um, certainly the, the son of a carpenter or a mason, depending on how you look at that word. And he is strong and he's getting muscles and he's, he's filling out. By the way, this should help you recognize that bodies aren't bad. There's a thought probably that even floats and lurks around Christianity that bodies are bad and the spirit's good and the body's bad and and we just equate flesh with our bodies and spirits are good and flesh is bad and Jesus has a body. It's not bad and Jesus, of course, is tempted and he never sins and whatever it means to be human, Jesus is and in his humanity, he's not less than human nor more than human, but he is truly human, perfectly human. And he's perfectly human and humans grow. That's what they do. They grow and bodies aren't bad. And he grows and it says he's filled with wisdom and he's beginning to develop. And it's a day by day process. The text here is it's ongoing. He just, he's understanding more. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And what does that mean for a four-year-old? And what does it mean for a 10-year-old? And what does it mean for a 15-year-old? And he is becoming more wise at 15 than he was at 10 and more wise at 20 uh, than he is at 15. Two natures, two wills. The word becomes flesh. Is a human mind and he's thinking through Something that's different, though. Of course, he has no sin; therefore, uh, he has no depravity, and he has nothing to hinder him to be a true human, to be the the the, the most human. Maybe I could put it that way it would be better. By the way, when you talk about this subject, I am so close to getting into heresies with every syllable. Let's hope Steve Meister doesn't listen. Or Rich barcellos so somebody could be in big trouble. But I think so far, I'm. I'm okay with Nicene. I'm okay with the Athanasian Creed and Apostles Creed. I think I'm okay there, Chalcedon. Uh, I reread all those the other day just to to make sure. (laughs) The Father is almighty. The Son is almighty. The Spirit is almighty. And there's only one almighty, not three almighties. (laughs) Whatever the maximum potential of a human mind could be, that is what Jesus has because he's not hindered by sin. The fall affects our minds, right? We, we talk about total depravity, which we mean whole depravity, W-H-O-L-E, affecting our consciences and our emotions and our will and our body and our mind. Uh, but that doesn't affect Jesus. And so whatever the max potential is, he has that. And Jesus is learning and growing, even with simple things. Uh, Jesus was, in his humanity, didn't have the divine mind. Well, let, 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 no, let's see. Let's see. How do I want to rephrase that? I, I was doing good until then. Here's what I want to say. He didn't have the Bible jammed into his human mind. He had to learn the Bible. He he grew and learned. And he wasn't doing Diffie Q's and algebra at two months old. He had to learn. He had to grow. Now, sometimes, of course, we see Jesus having supernatural knowledge, knowing things that other people don't know, and we know he has that uh, via his deity. Uh, but in his humanity here, the focus in, in Luke 2 is his humanity, and the text says, in favor of God was upon him. And here, Jesus, the perfect man, is 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 growing, and he's not impaired by sin, and he is close to the Father. And while Jesus gets tired, while he gets hungry, while he needs to take a nap, uh, Jesus is truly human. And I, and I like it when J.C. Ryle said, one comfortable practical lesson stands out on the face of this truth, which ought never to be overlooked. Our Lord is able to sympathize with man in every stage of man's existence, from the cradle to the grave. He knows by experience the nature and temperament of the child, the boy, and the young man. He has stood in their place. He has occupied their position. He knows their hearts. Let us never forget this in dealing with young people about their souls. Let us tell them confidently that there is one in heaven at the right hand of God who is exactly suited to be their friend. He who died on the cross was once a boy himself and feels a special interest in boys and girls as well as in grown-up people. Hey, that is neat, isn't it? Aren't you glad you turned into No Compromise Radio today? Just for that little nugget. That is so worth it. I mean, that 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 makes me feel imperial-like. Does it not you? It does. Did they purposely make that sound like Wagner or not? I don't know. That's another question. Mike Roth No Compromise Radio Ministry. We see Jesus in the temple and... What we don't hear is a bunch of weird stories about Jesus doing weird things when he was young and healing people or, or rebuking people and all that kind of stuff. We don't see any of that. There's the long passage here about Jesus in the temple and he stays behind to be in his father's house. And we see that relationship with the father, uh, capital F, compared to his regular father. What I want to talk about now is in verse 52, I'm going to skip that middle section. You can listen to the sermon, and you probably have already by the time you listen to this show. can never keep track of what goes where in terms of timing, especially since I had some of those pactum shows played. Verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So we kind of have this bookend, verse 40 that we just talked about, and now verse 52. And in one sense, those bookends are there so that you don't think somehow Jesus sinned against his parents by staying back in the temple, learning from the teachers and being in his father, capital F's house. But in addition, we learn that he's truly human. He increases in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. You have to watch out and tread carefully and... If I've made a mistake in what I've said, you just tell me what the mistake is. And if I agree, I'll recant recant next time. But just trying to be careful to make sure we're not commingling natures of Jesus, uh, that we're not denying the two natures of Jesus, uh, that we're not jamming one nature into the other. We have the God-man, truly God, truly human, At the same time, Word becomes flesh and dwells dwells among us, and that in His humanity, Jesus learns and grows because He's truly human. What does it mean to be truly human? We can't somehow have a superhuman. Uh, We can't have some hybrid mixing natures. We have two natures, one person, and that's what we believe. That's what the church has taught. And here it says Jesus increases in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 we think about, but what about 1 to 4? My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Wow, there we go. Proverbs 3, verse 4. Then it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, etc. That's amazing. We shouldn't be surprised. There's one divine author of all the scripture. And here Jesus is increasing. This is the language of of advancing and cutting down trees for the army so it can advance. This is the language of you're trying to make headway in the ocean and you're in a sailboat and the wind's coming and you're still making headway in spite of the wind. And Jesus increases in wisdom and how to deal with people and how to work through trials and continuing to say no to greater temptations. This is Jesus growing. Matthew Poole, if any ask how he who was the eternal wisdom of the Father, who is the only one God, increased in wisdom, they must know that all things in Scripture which are spoken of Christ are not spoken with respect to his entire person, but with respect to one or other nature united to that person. He increased in wisdom, as he did in age or stature, with respect to his human, not divine nature. And as God daily magnified his grace and favor toward him, so he gained favor with the unrighteous and people of Galilee. And he just keeps increasing in wisdom. Wiser at 12 than 9. Wiser at 25 than 15. He increases in stature. And like I said before, was a baby, got bigger, went through all the stages of development that someone would go through. Eight more at 14, then he did at six. It's funny, you know, I've only had one son and I have three daughters and, you know, with the daughters and my wife and with me, you know, we kind of don't eat too much. And then all of a sudden a son comes along and you're like, w- w- we used to have to just order like one pizza, extra big pizza and then feed the whole family. Now we're ordering three. He increases with favor with, let's skip to the end there, man Get to know Jesus, in increased favor, sinless humanity, how other people respected him, dealt with him, liked him. And he increased in favor with God. That's the part that's kind of tricky. How can he increase with favor with God? If he is God, well, because he is God, that's true. But we're talking about his humanity. His humanity is learning and growing. He's not increasing in favor by saying, uh, I'm not going to sin as much because he never sinned. He's pure. He's sinless. He's not less than human in his humanity and not more than human in his humanity. And here he's learning and growing, learning more of the Bible, believing uh, it, it with, with deeper ways. I mean, you can believe the Bible and you can trust in the Lord even more and more and more. He's not a fake man. He's not a ghost. He's, he's not any of that. Here's what Sinclair Ferguson says. I'll quote him so I don't have to duck. Favor with God. That's a staggering statement that he grows in favor with God. Is that your personal Jesus or is that just a step too far? And you see, if you have reservations about Jesus growing in favor with God, then somehow or another, you've got caught up in a false theology. Underneath your view of Jesus lies some false thinking that's not consistent with scripture. How can this be? I wonder if you recall some time ago we were talking about the fact that while the two natures of our Lord are united in one person, his deity and his humanity, united in his divine person, they never mixed and they never confused with each other. Each nature retains and exercises the properties appropriate to that nature. And that's what Luke is saying here. The tests and temptations that Jesus experienced increased in severity as he grew from infancy to childhood. To adolescence, to manhood. More demanding obedience was called for. More personal sacrifice was required. And as he became ultimately obedient to death, even to the horrible death of crucifixion, his father's favor toward him increased correspondingly. There was more reason for the father to favor his son in her flesh because his son's obedience expanded to the point where he was willing to die on the cross in obedience to his father. End quote. That is so good. That's the Jesus you worship. That's your Jesus. That's your own personal Jesus revealed in Scripture. Where it's not some kind of in his humanity, a magic Jesus and pre programmed with the brain uh, already having the Bible in it. He's learning, he's growing. He had to learn, study, hard work. He wasn't reading at two months old, he didn't know the Bible at two months old in his humanity. His parents actually were teaching him. By the way, this is a good exhortation to parents to teach your children the Bible. Learning, diving in. Jesus is listening and asking questions in this section as a young 12-year-old boy. And if you're 12 years old and you're listening, uh, I'm not going to send you to junior church. I want you in there learning and listening. And by the way, parents, good job teaching your 12-year-olds about the Bible. My is Mike Abendroth. This is No Compromise Radio Ministry. And I want you to know that Jesus is truly human. Jesus is truly human, so he can be a representative. And since, therefore, the children share in flesh and blood, Hebrews 2, he himself, Jesus, likewise, partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, to make propitiation for the sins of his people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. That is the Lord Jesus Christ for you. Truly human. Truly God. Mike Abendroth. This is No Compromise Radio Ministry.